Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Podcast where you get real advice straight from the source. I'm Kristen Carney, a comedian and your host here, of course, with Marnie Kinner. She is a best-selling author of Get Inside Her. Check it out. We have uh, back with us today who you will be familiar with from our last show, Vince Kelvin, uh, pickup artist, super um, uh, good insight. And we have a recreational sexologist. Did I get it right? <laughs> yeah. Kind I mean, of. I, you know, I just and what did you say? Make you it awkward <laughs> enough? Uh, Miyoko Rifkin, who is um, a host here on the Playboy Radio Network. Uh, Play with me. Uh, the show airs Tuesdays, right at noon. Yep, cool, and it's live. Yeah. Oh yeah, so We're people live. call in and ask questions. The whole thing they can mostly, you know, we like to just share information. Yeah, and get really fun and playful. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Well, it's called Play with Me, so you know, yeah. we try to just bring like the wackiest things we can possibly think of that we would incorporate with sex. Uh-huh. What is the wackiest and... thing that you brought so far? Um, well, I don't know about the, the wackiest chicken. thing that we brought. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, chicken. We were just talking about the chicken enthusiast. Um, no, probably the strangest for most people would be rope bondage with acrobatic yoga. That's strange. Just the most like I don't know, just, maybe the most accessible, maybe the most inaccessible thing. But we did a whole entire cu- couple of episodes actually on the freakiest fetishes. And there's some pretty wild ones out there. Yeah. So that, what was the number one? Or what were, what were two of the freakiest? Well, number one is actually uh, like anything that has to do with an appendage. So people have foot fetishes, um, armpit fetishes, Ooh. hand fetishes. Smelly you know, there's fetishes. like, I love armpits personally. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So there's a lot of different, but those are kind of all lumped in. The problem for me with the whole fetish. like sex thing is the human body grosses me out. <laughs> Awesome. Everyone just is gross. So you don't want to have sex. Do you like your body? Do you like having sex with yourself? Yes. Let's analyze. No, 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 no. Let's not. Let's not. No, I don't find my, I mean, not everyone. Like you're not gross to yourself. Not really. No. Okay. Um, I mean, I find like some people, like I find some do, like some, I'm not attracted to women. I'm very uptight. Okay. I don't know if I mentioned this in the last episode, if you got this. She's very uptight. I look maybe like I'm like easy going. <laughs> no, I'm incredibly neurotic and uptight. Um, but, uh, no, there's like, I'm attracted to certain dudes and stuff okay. like that. But in general, like, just like arm armpits, like, it's just smelly and there's hair and it's like, yeah, see, I love all that stuff. Mm. But so if you don't, I love how you're showing opposite views of your like, <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. She's like, that is disgusting. But yeah. that's interesting but hey, that women have these different perspectives. Well, it's, it's the way it is. Like, I mean, I'm curious when you're attracted to somebody, do you like the way they smell or just like the way they look and like feel? If I'm attracted to them and the smell's right. Okay. And you know, are you on birth control? Mm-hmm. Okay. So birth control totally fucks up your ability to... Are you guys syndicated? Sorry. 
<laughs> no, you can say, <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. Yay, I can drop yeah. it. I was like, I don't know. Are we? Yeah. So yeah, no. So it actually messes with your ability mm-hmm. with your olfactory sense to know what you're actually attracted to. So I would be, I would caution you before you get into a long-term relationship with a guy, like maybe go off the pill before you decide to get married type yeah, of thing because yeah. you sniff decide. Enough. Yeah, like after you... So I should go off... Should I go off every pill? Like on a lot of one. <laughs> right. You know, all the Xanax, all, right. like, all of it. Yeah, it all messes with you. So just get super sad. And yeah. So no away. wonder you're not really <laughs> if you're on all that stuff. Yeah. Exactly. Because there's... Takes away your libido. Exactly. Everything. It yeah. messes with everything. 100%. Yeah. Well, I thought that the two of you would, would be able to have wonderful conversation and provide uh, amazing advice to our listeners, but because I want to do a whole episode of Overanalyze This. Well, I want to know what a pickup artist is. Okay, well, explain. Well, uh, it's opening a whole new door. Now we bring the sex aspect to it. So I, I, I just have to check in as well, just how graphic can we be? But yes, uh, very graphic. I just threw it out there. You know what? So. You mentioned the word fetish. It could be <laughs> yes. one aspect of it. Yeah. Know, of it could be a fetish. The, the, the fetish would be just to, to, to pick up that ability right. to start to interact with someone. But what I do, I mean, I have the healer aspect of me where I like to be of service to others and kind of bring some sense between men and women and all the struggles and sufferings and so on. And then this is what I do personally. So oh, interesting. Right, then we have to be cautious because... So are you like a hitch? Wasn't that that movie where the guy like helps guys pick up on chicks? Yeah, checks? a little bit of a more hardcore, edgy version. Mm. So What does that mean? Oh, it can mean so many things. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> okay, name one. <laughs> name one. Edgy, hardcore. So what does that mean? Okay, so like oh, people yeah, that yeah. are looking uh, for specific one, things? Uh, anything, anything people can be into. But yeah. yeah. So Vin- Vince helps men become the best versions of themselves and helps them nice. tap into their wants and desires and teaches them how to relay that information in a non-douchey way. That so is Get awesome. what they want without being asked. Yes. That's so important. Wonderful. I, can it's I just high five you? I'll be douchey. And now he's doing it for women as well. <laughs> he's helping to help. Same thing that you're doing. You're yeah. helping people open up to figure out and realize what they really want and how to achieve that. And Vince is doing the exact same. That's amazing. Yeah. It's That's already, an even better description. We'll be fast there you friends. Go. Perfect. We'll, we'll be fast Actually, friends. before we get to overanalyze this, I do want to ask one question. Okay. So we were talking before the show about the women that come to see you. And one of their biggest concerns is that they do not know how to have an orgasm. And so, so men, you know, we talk about this a lot that a lot of women aren't able to achieve orgasm or they don't know how to. Right. I, I'd like to hear a, um, non-therapist explanation, but an <laughs> enthusiast's explanation and recreational yes. explanation of why women sometimes just don't have an orgasm. Well, there's a lot of reasons that they could not be having orgasms. And like I shared before the show, orgasm really begins and ends in the brain. So if they are not feeling sexy, turned on, um, comfortable, trusting, open, or drugged up, adventurous, (laughs) they don't have a brain. Right. Right. You know, so if they're not feeling those things to begin with, they're generally not going to be in tune with the rest of their body anyway. So the sensory aspect of sex really isn't connecting with them. Right. Right. So then there's, there's that aspect. There's also the aspect of being afraid of letting go and just releasing, you know, and being free. So there's also that aspect. There's a physio- the physiological side of it that maybe they're just not getting enough foreplay, which would really mean that there's not enough blood flow to the labia, to the clitoris, you know, to all these yummy parts of their actual sex organs. And so they're really not feeling it. It's like, nah, you know, I mean, if you go down on a woman, start touching a woman before she's actually feeling turned on, it's not that great. Right. You know, texture doesn't feel good. Friction doesn't feel good until everything's really like 
juice is flowing, blood is pumping. So, so I, I want you to touch on that point because the, there, it's mainly guys who listen to the show. Okay. I would love for you to, in, you know, a minute, possibly, <laughs> I know it's hard, but, but give some words of encouragement and a little bit of advice on how men can actually help women to get to that place. Well, it really starts long before you even get into the bedroom, honestly. Mm -hmm. The more you can talk to her and suggest things to her and make her feel sexy and wanted and desired, the faster the foreplay will actually happen. So once you get into the bedroom, of course, you know, guys tend to like want to stick a finger in or whatever. Even the way they put a finger in is huge. Mm -hmm. You can shove a finger in a vagina or you can actually like use a technique that will make it so much more successful. So you could actually use the nail bed of the finger and put pressure on the nail bed, which would allow the finger to then slide into the vagina versus actually going at the like the tip of the finger, the point of the finger and pushing it in, which will actually take the labia. It'll create friction. It will not be comfortable. So it's just like a pencil's like, yeah, it's like nobody wants to be poked. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You want to be massaged. You want to be fingered. There's a huge difference and it's a whole art form. And if guys don't really know what they're doing, that could shut off the water supply right there. You're just like dried up. Yep. (laughs) Interesting. Oh, Oh, I want to have you back on our show for sure. Cause I want to expand on all that. But Vince, I want to hear the other side that was touched on uh, in your first example of why women may not be having orgasms. And that was about women not feeling sexy or not feeling comfortable. So if, if you know, to advise the men who are listening, how, how can they help provide that? To, and it is a woman's responsibility as well to find ways to make herself Hold a picture of Ryan Gosling's face over just <laughs> so calm instantly. How would you help a woman feel sexy? Because actually I, I saw you do it with, I'm not going to call, I don't with, your friend who is here. <laughs> I, exactly, I don't know what to call you. But we, I, I saw the way that you spoke to her and I can see that you know exactly how to do what I'm asking you. Yeah, I think, you know, we bo- all of us, we have the masculine and the feminine within. And sometimes women, they so tap into their own masculine that they become outcome oriented, just like mm-hmm. guys. And the first thing is they should do is let go of that. It doesn't have to be an orgasm. It's almost like when a guy cannot have an erection, then he starts to obsess about that and he misses out on all the good fun that could happen, even if he doesn't have a full erection at the time, which tends to lead to an erection. So number one, let go of the outcome of having an orgasm. I think also sometimes it's a reference. If they have a reference that's too precise, you know, it's like a sunrise or a sunset. When does it begin? When does it end? We don't know for sure. So they could be getting closer, but they're so rigid in terms of how it should happen. And I love everything I heard. I mean, I, I'm going to have better, or, even better orgasms <laughs> just from hearing what I, what, what I heard, but uh, also sexual tension. If it's too obvious that it's going to happen or if there's too much reluctance for it to happen, it can come in the way and and to build it, to build it without dragging it and just drop the outcome. And there's so many women in uh, so many women. How does, so, how does a man help a woman do that? How does a man help by by reducing the pressure? And arousing. I call that dual direction. Dual direction is something I've learned from women. They are masters of dual direction. So often they will go. Uh, it's funny because if a woman tells a guy she just wants to be friend, I bet you at the same time she's going to touch his leg. Oh, <laughs> you know, we should just be friends. Oh, no, don't kiss me. And they do something sexy. Dual so, direction should be called being a crazy bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you, the guy should be a crazy bitch and the guy should go like, hey, you know what? Uh, it's okay. Even if we don't do anything now, because there's, 
There's no obligation of doing (laughs) anything and touch at the same time and not talk about it too much. And and then I love what you said also. It's a woman's responsibility. Early on in my career, I was a success coach and the majority of my clients were women. I was teaching at all colleges around Los Angeles, meditation, self-help, self-hypnosis. And that issue would come up quite often. And oftentimes, women had a tendency also to think it was going to come from the outside. It's from within and they should train themselves maybe to have better orgasms just by themselves. Absolutely. And I was saying before the show, we've had um, uh, sex with Emily on our show before. And she talked about how, you know, she encounters a lot of women as well who don't know how to have orgasms or who have never had an orgasm. And she gave the assignment to one of her female friends to masturbate every day for 30 days. And even I was saying on the third week, she still wasn't able to do it, but then eventually was able... I don't know what it was that finally came together, maybe using a different toy or whatever it was that allowed her to actually release, which I thought... Seems like a good way to lose weight also. (laughs) (laughs) Forget the gym. Forget the gym. No, but I I thought it was really interesting. Anyway, those were fantastic, awesome responses. I definitely want to have you back on the show to talk more about sex, sexuality, um, and how to explain it from a female point of view. Because a lot of men don't understand where women are coming from when it comes to sex and sex. Well, and a lot of women aren't going to tell their guys either. Yeah, I, I don't even know. Because it's like, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to say anything because then it kind of bruises their ego and they're like, what, I'm not doing this right? Like, you could do it better, you know? I mean, and what you were saying about being success or goal-oriented, that's huge, 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 huge. And I think a lot of people are just very focused on the orgasm and it's like, yeah. the orgasm, everything so leading up to it is like amazing. And whether or not you have one is just a byproduct. Exactly. It's about the journey, yeah. not the destination. Exactly. <laughs> okay. I want to ask some questions. Okay. Uh, these are our questions for overanalyze this. Listeners write into us and we overanalyze their questions. Um, okay. So I went out with a woman for four and a half to five years. We broke up in October because in the last year and a half, we were in a long distance relationship. She told me that she wants to keep me as a best friend and couldn't live without me in her life. She's dating right now, but I'm thinking of moving back to the same city. Do I wait till I get there or forget about trying to get her back? I need your help. It's funny because now that Vince Aww. pointed out to us in the last show, like that it's 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 do or die for guys. It's like all or nothing. Now I'm noticing in the way that they write to us, yeah. it's like, do I do this or do I do nothing? Do I just give up completely? And that it's, it's an interesting theme in all the questions. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Where they're just like, I'm going to have this or I'm going to have absolutely nothing. There is no middle ground. So is there a way for him? To have some middle ground, what what would you advise that he would do in this situation? Do you want to take it first? Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think personally, obviously, there's a disconnect in what she wants and needs with what he can provide being so far away. So if she really is wanting him to stay best friends with him, she obviously loves and cares for him. Um, There could be some like lacking of passion romance in that department. We don't know because we don't really know the backstory. So if he does get there, I would say absolutely yes, he should revisit that. I mean, if she wants to be his best friend, they obviously have a a close relationship. They've been together a long time. It's not like, why would you do nothing at that point? I don't really understand that concept. But I mean, he needs to find out from her specifically and ask honest questions and be like, hey do you want to pursue this with me? Because I'm going to move back and I want to be with you. And I got to be honest. Vince, what do you think? Yeah, well, there's some good news. The fact that indeed, if she is not finding that aspect of the best friend in her main relationship that she's with now, that's why she's 
kind of coming back to the idea. But the bad news is if he goes along and provides that, then next is the, uh, yeah, the gay friend, right? Yeah. The best friend. <laughs> so uh, he should be straight up. And what I would say is, listen, uh, I mean, uh, uh, I, I could not just be your friend because um, that what I feel for you is too strong. So it's better that we never, ever, ever see each other again. <laughs> I love how his voice And a little take away. <laughs> Uh, what I personally use is to always go back to utilization. So if I was in his shoes and I have been where a woman that I've been with comes to me saying, I want to be best friend. I go, wow, look at you. How naughty. There you are with this guy and you're thinking of me. No, that's too naughty for me. So I would utilize it. But then again, what situation is the guy putting himself into? What good can come out of that? So lack of a sense of abundance mm-hmm. and be straight up and tell her. Well, yeah. if, she well, if he's still that. aware that she's dating somebody else and she, he's still in her life acting, most likely he's acting as the best friend still, even well, though he's he has to touch, yeah. to it. Yeah. So as you were saying, like that is his behavior, right? He's saying, okay, I'm going to hold on to you in any way because I don't know how else to get you back except for you constantly having a reminder that I'm there. When what you were saying, Miyoko, is that there's something missing that she's not getting. Either. Well, they broke, up for, and they broke up for... Right. I mean, they broke up for a reason. So if the reason was that her needs, her, you know, physical, emotional needs weren't being met by his actual presence, then that's pretty fair. I mean, by all means, move on, try to find somebody who's in your locale if that's what you need, right? So if he's coming back, we don't know how she feels about him. She didn't write in. So she may be totally in love with him and like the opportunity to have him back may be huge for her. So know. would he would he say to her at some point that I'm considering moving back? I would imagine so. Why wouldn't you? What do you think, Ben? Well, he could experiment. Remember um, in the other show, I mentioned being the multidimensional male. And in communication, it's key to try different ways, not always the same way. So he should be very authentic and say, hey, listen, uh, that doesn't feel right for me. What would feel right is this and really open up. And then maybe more leadership. I say, I tell you what, baby, we stop all that bullshit right now. You know that I want you. And uh, this is what I want. And maybe a touch of wisdom. Well, if you were so happy with this guy, then why would you want need me as a best friend? And then at the same time, well, why wouldn't we still be together? So something wasn't there. If you know what it is and you can bring it back, then maybe. And some playfulness about it as well. I don't know. This all just scares me personally. <laughs> I think it's like hardcore old school romanticism, uh, possessive, like, ugh. I don't know. I it mean, doesn't I've, fly for me. There's a lot of people that come in and out of our lives that all provide different needs for us. And why not have multiple people in your life? Wait, so you're saying to him to move on? No, I'm not saying move on. I'm, I'm saying, saying like, oh, the, in response, like the, the that... communication sounds a little gameplay to me. Like, why is it one person that's supposed to fulfill all of our needs for the rest of our lives? I think that's a ludicrous philosophy personally, but... Oh, that's it. Is that what you heard from what he said? That's what I was getting from it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Well, you know, one thing also, I mean, genuinely, in helping all. someone, uh, they, there's the option of telling them straight up, move on, or <laughs> kind of helping them with a little sense of reassurance. So, but I do agree. I mean, you know, dwelling on the past and uh, uh, wanting what didn't work already to start with, I mean, it's it's way too... Well, well, we don't know. We don't know the question. We don't know why. It yeah, exactly. Work. You don't know why it doesn't. We work. don't know why. I, I I kind of agree with a combo of what both of you are saying, unless I'm mishearing what both of you are saying, because I actually didn't get that at all from from what Vince said. Um, I don't know if I would respond to what Vince said as well. It would be 
not a little, exactly kind of what you said, a little bit gamey for me. I like the straight and clear communication. So if you've had a five, yeah. five-year relationship, you you know everything about that person. You would think. There's no point for that fluff. And most likely, I'm guessing if they were in a long distance relationship and it fizzled out, it was because he wasn't taking that leadership role and making shit happen and showing her that she's an important person in his life and taking action. That's what, that's why I'm guessing it fizzled. Right. So if he were to be able to acknowledge that, learn that, and then find ways to show that in the future, if they were long distance, um, and then was able to communicate to her that my intention is to move back to the city that where we were together again. And when I get there, I, I'd like to pursue you again and and potentially start dating and see if we still have that chemistry. Right. I just think I if they were so into each other, even if they moved to different cities, they'd still be together. I just think she probably doesn't want to be with them anymore. I don't know about that. Would that would just be my take. I don't know about that. I, I see I see that. I can see where that could be. Yeah, we and, just don't know. And she's just saying, okay, let's be... I don't know. Right, let's be friends. Uh, there's a million different angles that you can take. Right. But that's why I want to provide to people that there are all these different scenarios. Well, and, and we're only getting one side of the story. We really absolutely. don't know. Yeah. But that is one take that she is just offering up her best friendship from a long distance because that's the polite thing to do to somebody you've been in a relationship with for five years, which is kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy that we have to sugarcoat things for the sake of other people's feelings. Like, really, do you want to be the guy who's like kind of strung along and like, oh, oh, I really just I love being your best friend or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Or do you want somebody to say to you like, hey, we did this. We tried this. It was awesome while it lasted. It's not really working for me anymore. Have a great life. I agree. Yeah. Most people don't communicate that way. There's a strong codependency where, uh, and I think to go even deeper, it would be about knowing that whatever we feel towards others, we feel it. So, of course, after a while, there's a longing without knowing that it's within. So we we associate it back to the, the person we were with. But to take full responsibility and go, hey, all that I enjoyed about this relationship at the time I enjoyed it. So that means those options are within me. I don't need necessarily to get back with this person. And on both sides, they probably still trigger each other when they could encourage each other in a better direction. Okay. So this is, well, there is a question in here, but there's also a comment that I want to talk about with you guys and see what you think about it. Third wave feminism has come back in the last two years and it has kind of fucked up my dating life. Mm -hmm. Whenever I go on a date with a woman now, and if I especially disagree with her on something, she accuses me of mansplaining. Also, when I go on dates with women and I act chivalrous like opening the door or offering to pay, they will accuse me of being a sexist pig and I should respect them for being a mighty independent woman. Did you just say for opening the door? For opening the door, for paying for the bill. I also have seen an attitude switch with millennial women in the last two years. I'm a millennial man. Uh, They're just so hostile and rude all the time. I like it when women are passionate, but it seems like feminism has taught them to be narcissistic and hostile rather than positive and confident. I am still in the learning stages of dating, but it seems like there's this culture shift in women to see men as privileged oppressors who will rape on a moment's notice instead of seeing us as fellow human beings with thoughts and feelings. So my question is, how do I navigate this new dating world and find a great woman when it's fashionable to be a misandrist? 
go to the Midwest. And do you know what I think he probably meant to type misogynist. Oh, okay. <laughs> what is fashion? I, okay, what's my guess? Andrew. Because I, I didn't, I never, I wasn't sure because I'd never heard of a misandrist. Oh, yeah, misogynist. Okay, let's say misogynist. I'm called a misogynist. So, so I, <laughs> I should recognize the word. Okay, so Andrew. Okay, so I, I first I want I want to hear what your thoughts are. And I asked, you know, Vince about this in the, in the last episode as well, but where we talked about, you know, the modern woman, the independent woman. Um, and that's what he was talking about, like where he disagreed with something that she said on a date and he got, you know, I guess he yelled at for being, for mansplaining. And then also called a jerk, a sexist pig for trying to be, in my mind, a gentleman. For being a gentleman. Does he say where he's yeah. from? Does it no, say where he's it, from? it doesn't say where he's from. But what do you, what do you think based on what he's written? Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the playoffs, fights, and even next season's futures. And don't forget that baseball is back and the start of the Major League Baseball season is finally here. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite casino games from Vegas, and even poker games. It's super easy to get started, so head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. If you listen to the Ask Women podcast, then you are already miles and miles and miles ahead of other men when it comes to attracting and getting the girls you want. But I must confess, there's one missing piece in the puzzle, and that's flirting or the ability to ignite sexual chemistry with any girl you meet in a matter of minutes. Most guys suck at flirting. They can't flirt their way out of a paper bag. But as your personal wing girl, I can't let you be one of those guys. That's why I want to show you the most effective step-by-step formulaic approach to flirting with any girl you like. This formulaic approach has been tested on thousands of girls and has been proven to work like magic. Yes, magic. You just apply the formula and see results instantly and it's that powerful. To find out everything about this flirting formula, all you have to do is go to winggirlmethod.com slash flirty. I've made a special video for you where I reveal what this formula is all about. Go to winggirlmethod slash flirty and you'll find out all about it. So now that we're heading out of cuffing season, which is that season where women want the guy to keep them warm at night. So they're a little bit more easygoing or flexible on who they'll date. You're going to need to step up your game. And part of stepping up your game is stepping up your banter game. So many times guys lose out on girls because they don't know how to be fun, witty, engaging, clever, while also being down to earth and creating a real connection. So if you don't want to lose out on the chick because you don't know how to communicate and you're just boring and flat, then take a couple banter sessions with me. I promise you, your dates will go through the roof. Not just because you're throwing them up there because you're so muscular, but the actual number count is going to go up, I promise. So go to kristenandchill.com Scroll down, click banter, and choose your package to get those banter skills in shape where this summer, it's going to be a lot easier for you to get the girl. And if you email me at kristenandchill.com, I may even send you a discount code so you can get these world-class skills at a discounted price. That's kristenandchill.com. 
You want to go for it? Yeah, many thoughts are coming up. I think it's about being a modern human and to stop generalizing because it's not because he encountered a few women like that, that every woman are like that. And how you present yourself will kind of determine what role you'll play and how you'll be perceived from other people. And like attracts like. So I would I would drop all sense of expectation and uh, no longer filter thinking every woman's like that. I mean, the beauty of this day and age is there's so much variety. Mm -hmm. And to do well in dating, we got to watch out. The law of three. Most of us, something happens once, twice, three times, and we skip from three to always every woman <laughs> and there's a randomness to it you know the guy could be on uh, three dates where he holds the door and it's the worst thing he could have done and on the fourth one he holds it and that melts her mm-hmm. now you should also not do things for others that's always the fine line if you do it because you hope to do the right thing it loses all of its impact the guy goes like well sweetheart you know i respect women too much to pay for this meal for you because i don't want you to feel obligated Call me whatever you want. What's your take on it? Or if he goes like, I like to hold doors. I mean, call me old school, but that's the thing that I do. And the woman can feel he means it. Then we're back to a place of uh, choice. Mm -hmm. But what I also feel is, you know, those who do best, and I'm going to, women who do best with this, men who do best, or even couples, they kind of allow a little bit more. I feel like because everything is direction with the first two questions that we answer, I started to feel like m- myself, like being more contracted within and starting to be, yeah, yeah. What about this? What about that? So just take a breath. And the guys who do best are guys who always keep it as at we'll see. It's, they don't go any further that we'll see. Uh, I even know this guy is in a beautiful relationship of 15 years. You ask him, so how are things going? You guys love each other? Yeah, are you still together? He's going to go, things are okay. It's good. We'll see. You know, <laughs> to be open. It's like having a greater threshold than most. And that leads to also amazing orgasms and greater things. So Absolutely. It's about the attitude that's there. But I, I love how you were speaking about two different ways to look at the situation. Because you, you were helping to analyze what potentially could be going on, but you also provided advice on how he can also handle situations like that. Because I'm guessing he doesn't respond as wonderfully as we would hope he would when encountering situations like this. And and I think, I'm guessing again, maybe in the beginning, there might be a slight comment from the woman that escalates to a higher level where he's labeled as a pig because of where he takes that conversation to in order to defend himself. But I love what Vince was saying about how to take in that information. If some woman does get upset about that behavior, he doesn't have to apologize or defend his behavior at all. He just says, you know what? Call me a pig, but I like opening doors for women. That's my thing. We're obviously not a match or, but um, you know, that- I mean, for me, this just, I don't want to get on, get in a bigger conversation about society in general, but are people really labeling men as pigs for opening doors? I mean, he's not saying like, show me your pussy while I open the door. I mean, it's, well, we don't know that. I, I, hope he, I mean, if he's doing that, <laughs> maybe that is maybe he's a pig. But uh, really, are we at that point? I don't know. It seems that's I so know, extreme. That's, I'm actually a little bit more sympathetic toward him because I can't fathom being a young, because he's saying he's you know, a millennial, being a young man in the dating scene. Like personally, when I was in my 20s, I didn't date. I did not date. I don't like the concept of dating. I think it's pretty... Um, 
unproductive. It's pretty unproductive because really what you're doing is putting on a facade to make somebody like you to take them to bed, which is like, why not just say like, hey, I'm sexually interested in you if that's what you're looking for. If you're looking for an actual relationship, then it doesn't seem like dating, quote unquote, is really the way to go about getting to know somebody because for the most part, people are fake for the first 30 days minimum. Yeah. You know, so like I can see where he's feeling frustrated. What I really liked about his email was that he said, I'm in a learning stage. And what I would actually say to him is date older women because they're going to be honest with you. They're not looking for anything necessarily from you other than potentially like entertainment, sex, companionship, whatever. And they're going to be very upfront about what they want from you. The younger girls that he might be dating, I'm guessing, don't even know what they want yet. Mm-hmm. So they don't know how to present that either. Do you know what I mean? Like if he wants to learn something, great. Learn from people who can actually help him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, I don't know, Tinder, the whole Tinder concept of dating. I mean, where is he meeting these people? Right. That he's then going on the date. Like if it's just a swipe right, then you're kind of screwed from the time you started, really. Really? Wait, tell me more about that. Well, I mean, you're basing everything based on a visual appeal, Right. And that's so funny. So from the get go, you're saying, I want you to have sex with you. It's so funny that if the girl is meeting him, say on Tinder or on one of these online dating platforms, going out with him based on his physical appearance and then calling him a pig for opening a door. It's like, do we see the hypocrisy here, ladies? Uh, I mean, to me, I would just say, be more picky in who you're going on dates with. Kind of put your feelers out and see does this person seem like someone that would be more like-minded to me and then go on a date with them and they may not be the type to take things so so extreme or so so Well, that's what I'm trying to figure out is why is he dating? Like if you just maybe hang out with somebody. Yeah, like hang out with somebody. Say like, hey, do you want to go do this with me? Do you want to go ride bikes with me? Do you want to do, you know, if he's trying to have some sort of meaningful relationship. (laughs) Just go where there are no doors. Just stay outside. (laughs) And if he does want to have sex. So with with the guys that you work with, how do you help guide them in a direction that best serves them in order in... Sorry, let me ask the question again. How do you help men become better at picking the women they want to allow into their lives? Well, having more experience is essential. You know, mm-hmm. talk to more women more often, longer, freer. And uh, also understand that there's a gift in every interaction. Meaning I personally, I hallucinate that every woman that I cross path with is providing me with guidance. So sometimes they say, I'm so sorry, I'm not ready for what you're bringing me here, but let me give you a good little workout here. I'm going to throw something at you. I'm going to destabilize <laughs> you. I'm going to call you a pig. Let's see how you handle that. They go, wow, amazing. You know, now I know how to handle that. And uh I think w- one thing on my side that was coming to mind is we got to watch out. One, I'm not saying that's the case for these gentlemen, but there's also a lot of guys. I've seen them hallucinate things that did not really happen. I'll give you an example. I was in San Francisco and suddenly a girl passes by and I made a quick comment. And the guy next to me said, I cannot believe how rude she was to you. And I said, I don't think she was rude to me. I think she was in a rush and I think she gave me a lot. And I bet you that she's meeting someone. And then we see her actually meet what appears to be her boyfriend. So for her to have taken the time to acknowledge me while she was in a rush, going to meet her boyfriend was a lot already. And then I go to her and I say, I'm going to totally put you on the spot, you guys. 
See this guy over there? He thought you were rude to me. Where are you actually? That was for the sake of this guy to understand. He was hallucinating. And she goes like, oh no, I love your hair. I thought that was, that was kind of cool. By the way, this is my boyfriend. So, you know, I, I did the Didn't woman actually, was there different. ever a woman who called him a pig or did he hallucinate? That? <laughs> no, that's <laughs> a really good point. <laughs> They're okay. So yeah. I, I just spent he the holidays. paranoid. Exactly. Yeah. I just spent the um, holidays with my in-laws and they are very political. So I'm not going to say, you know, what side of the spectrum mm-hmm. I am on uh, or that they're on. But they were talking about this study that was done recently because I, I don't exactly remember what the exact results were. But they were analyzing brains of people who were Republican and people who were uh, Democrats. And they actually, okay, so they showed them different visuals. And they showed that their brain chemistry is actually very different from one another and that a, a visual to um, Democrats of of something like a poor person or somebody in line to to get uh, food stamps or um, a gay couple. So they showed each of those visuals to Democrat and Republican, and they for Democrats um, they didn't identify those things as nearly as disgusting as the Republicans did, and they should. I'm not even saying they're not disgusting things, but they had different ways of seeing things, like literally the right. same exact visual in front of them. And they translated it completely differently because in the Democrats' brain, there weren't as many sensors being triggered. I'm going to try and be a scientist for once. Like, I'm also <laughs> Well, fMRI technology has really come a long way and we're learning things about our subconscious mind that we it's never crazy. knew. Most of what we actually make decisions on are based on our subconscious. We rarely make conscious decisions. So I'm not surprised to hear that because that yeah. would be how they relate to the visual that they're actually responding to. Yeah, and so I'm guessing, kind of similar to what you know, Vincent said, that he, he may have taken whatever comments that these women did put forth as way more offensive than they actually were and could have exactly, as you said, hallucinated that it was as Absolutely. extreme as possible. And in many cases, also maybe he's omitting something that he did on his side. Exactly. You know, right. Maybe he's just saying, I was ho- opening the door and Lord knows what. Exactly. I completely, completely agree with that. Okay. Good answer, guys. Okay. Next question. Hi, I have a nice, good, bad dilemma. I recently met a woman on Plenty of Fish, a dating site. I didn't really see her pictures um, and think they were attractive, but she really was creative and stood out when she messaged me first. We turned out to have a lot of uh, a lot in common and decided to exchange numbers and meet. Now me, I usually am a no relationship, no strings kind of guy. I usually tell any lady I'm dating, I'm carefree and I'm not going to worry, stress about anything they do in life. Just don't make an appointment and skip on me. That's his rules. So she canceled on meeting me a couple of weekends in a row and we barely talked. And for three to four weeks, I was ready to just put her off and move on. But we finally got together and she turned out to be a lot more attractive and actually an amazing person. I mean, literally everything I would ever want in a woman, I was taking serious. Uh, She told me she wanted to take things serious and she doesn't want to waste her time. And I completely felt what she was saying. So fast forward, I usually maybe text her like two to three times a week and she threw a monkey wrench in my life. She actually initiated and texted me on a Monday and called me honey. And that's where my question comes in. I mean, she's very reserved. So I've literally uh, had no chances to make much physical contact. I mean, we haven't even kissed yet. And I've tried when I do get in touch with her. She doesn't 
try to, uh, sorry, when I do try to touch her, she doesn't flinch or anything negative that I notice. I've listened to your podcast and I even remember when you were on askmen.com and I love everything you do and it has helped me so much in getting over my ex and just getting out there and having fun again. I'm only 28. I pursue bodybuilding. So I, I have good definition. I'm six foot four. And even I notice when I walk in, into a room, I get a lot of attention from girls, uh, light brown eyes and all. So he's saying he, Thinks he's <laughs> I think what? he might be stroking himself off right there. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do in this phase of dating? I know you say chase uh, what you want and pursue it. And if it works, it will. And sorry, I didn't get time to end this one. And if it doesn't, it doesn't work. What are some good hints to know um, things are getting real? That's the main question. Like, like, should he take this situation seriously? I, I'm sorry. It's a mismatch. This is what it's like it was, to date me. Yeah. <laughs> Uptight, prude. He basically said, should flakes, I continue pursuing this girl? Yeah, she flakes on me, but she does give me little indicators like she'll text me without me texting her first. She'll call right. me honey. But when it comes to getting physical or getting together, she kind of avoids all of those things. But it's yeah, still uh, I'm sorry. If that's the type of relationship you're looking for, then yeah, pursue that. <laughs> but personally, I want a lot more physical contact with the person that I'm actually going to commit my time and potentially a life to. He seemed, but he seemed really into her in terms of whatever he described her as like, yeah. she's everything that I'm looking for. Yeah, she's good on paper. Awesome. So well, she's good in real life too. <laughs> like she, he did enjoy her chemistry. Her, chemistry. He enjoyed her personality and he did feel that they had chemistry with one another. So they text a couple times a week. Is that a relationship? Is that a relationship? Sounds amazing to me. (laughs) (laughs) What did somebody like him do? So for him, he's always like, oh, I'm no strings attached. I don't want a relationship. I'm not interested in women. I want casual. How can somebody who usually has that mentality, what can we do to provide him with help and guidance so that exactly what we were saying in the last question, he knows what he's actually looking for in terms of partnership. So like you you say, is that where you really want in a partnership? And he's like, yes, I kind of do. But he wants the awesome girl. He doesn't want the other backlash. So he doesn't want a physical things. relationship. Yeah. Well, how do we provide... He probably wants her to get physical. And I think that's part of his question. Like, how do I make this physical? How do I turn it into more? How do I get more forward? Yes, that, is, that for sure is one, is one of his questions. Because there. he's got raging biceps, as we know. Right. Exactly. I want, hear, I want to hear what Vince has to say, because I do want to answer th- that question first. Like, how 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 can he be clear on what it is that he actually wants from her? Well, he has to be more honest with himself first and understand that meeting someone, relationships, love, sex, romance is not a thing. It's a process. So he made that initial decision that this woman had something going on for himself. But then if he really pays attention to it, he should ask himself, well, do you find that exciting to you when she will not show up? Do you like that? Is that what you want in a person? Do you uh, find it exciting when you want to get physical and she doesn't want to? Now, you know, there it's again, sexual wiring that's driving him, causing him to hallucinate that maybe that person and you remove that aspect that Dottie would enjoy much of her company and I don't want to hallucinate too much, but it's important to know, guys, that the first thing they tend to do is there's a void inside. So first opportunity to think, oh, maybe that's the one. And there's that sexual drive. First opportunity, maybe that's my chance. And to think a little bit beyond. And then there's also how guys physically escalate. First, is, is, we got to understand it's normal. You know, I mean, uh, 
e e even adult film stars and so on, they may not just jump on you. They still have that that aspect that's a little bit like peculiar, particular to women. And exactly what Miyoko was talking about in the first half of the show. Like it, it is a dance that begins way before you get into the bedroom. There is. Yeah. yeah. But guys, what do they expect? They expect that they're going to show up, sit down. I mean, it's, it's about getting real. You know, uh, I would love it. I'd be the first one in line if it would work. Like you meet wherever it's on Tinder or you get the phone number on the street. From there, she texts you. Hey, I like uh, I'm, I'm ready. Where do you live? Make sure you have condoms. Right, that's called grinding. She shows up. That's that what happens all the time. That's what happens all the time. It happens all the time. Wait, what happens all the time? That scenario happens all the time. Women out there, that's what I'm saying. Like the younger guy that was like, I'm so confused. I don't know. Uh," Because you're picking people that also don't know what they want and aren't comfortable enough yet to say, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I want. And not worry about what that means. Like, what does that look like? I don't want to be a slut. I don't want to, you know, whatever. And this guy is holding on to the word honey, first of all. Honey, like, yeah. like he's projecting because she called him honey. I mean, come on. Like, this is a guy who obviously thinks pretty highly of himself, but lacks a tremendous amount of self-esteem and self-awareness, in my opinion. Like, open your mouth. You don't, it doesn't take much. Open your mouth. Tell her you want to move forward that you want to maybe try something more than a texting relationship. Well, how, what, what, how, is there a way to do that so that he doesn't come across as desperate or needy? Like what, what would be the, who cares if you come across as desperate or needy, if that's how she views you, she's probably not the person for you. I mean, that's where I think it boils down to like what you're doing by empowering men to like own their manhood is amazing. This is a guy who doesn't own his manhood. He's, telling us on paper he's an awesome catch but he doesn't even have the skills to communicate with her what he wants well how would you like to receive that because i'm just speaking to men who yeah if they're not at the place yet where they're like i'm owned i know who i am and if they're not in that space it it is completely overwhelming to think how would i well i agree with vince it comes from experience and if you don't apply some of what vince is saying then you're not going to get there. I don't agree with a lot of um, the gamey tactics because personally, that's not how I operate, but that's just me. I realized in general, and I know we talked about generalizations earlier and how they're like harmful, but in general, a lot of people in the world do operate a certain way and they do want to feel pursued and they do need that little game and they need like all of that stuff. I'm not that girl personally. I never was. I never will be. If he's dealing with somebody who is not going to show him that kind of affection without him having to ask for it. That's why I say, is this the relationship that you want? Is is that what you're looking for? If it's just to maybe get married and look good on paper and like fulfill your life destiny of having a family or whatever, then great, do that. It doesn't take that much. Just open your mouth. It sounds like he's pretty solid on paper too. Yeah, I love that. But if you want to live life and like have passion and have love and really be in something... You got to put yourself out there and who cares what they think? Because chances are, if that's what they think of you, it's not the right fit anyway. What do you think? To give it simple, you won't get much until you're willing, willing to lose much. So that's, that's what it is. I mean, all the deviation that happens afterwards on both sides is because of the fear of possibly the woman going, Hey, that's not what I want. That's not what what I want. And to get really good at it and to get a lot, you need to face that and you need to be willing to get to that place where the woman's going to go, no, I don't want that. Or 
or I dislike that for as long as the guy is not forceful. Never be forceful, but be straight up. And success at that level is not only women saying yes, it's also uh, encountering that place where you say, hey, you call, hey, hey, sweetheart, you're calling me honey. What is that about? Is that just a cute little nickname or are you you actually melting for me? Mm. Oh, no, no, no. I thought we would just be friends. Sorry, love. That's not how I feel about you. Now we have two options. Either we further explore it in a better direction or uh, I remove myself and we'll write 10,000 sad love love songs (laughs) and make them laugh and play with it. And also give give it more of a chance. And it's the, the part that makes it makes it tough. It's a, it's a paradox. It's like life. Life is life and death. Mm-hmm. So we got to embrace both at the same time. Enjoy life or we'll know that dying is coming. So the to bring that and know that on one hand, you got to play with it more, but you also have to be more decisive and say, no, I'm wasting my time here. Well, I love that they, he mentioned that he didn't want to waste his time and that also she also doesn't want to waste her time. And yet they're He's both wasting just wasting time. time. They're both wasting time. Yeah. They're both just like, uh, I don't know. Um, I'm gonna text you. Okay. Like what what is that's wasting time. No, I agree with but you. But I know you don't enjoy the the gamey stuff and and, and we were a level above. And and me neither. I mean, because I say don't play games. I have a new book that's coming out my, my time at Project Hollywood 2, and it's called It's Not a Game, Baby. Nice. And but at the same time, men and women, we need skills because we always take it for granted that because this is a natural thing, it doesn't require anything. We should just show up and the guy think, okay, I'm well built. How come they're not sh- uh responding? I have light brown eyes. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> so that's what it's exciting to to, to, to have to have skills, you know, and, and become a good communicator. There he must find the moment to do it and say, hey, listen, let's get real. You and I were adorable. We both say we don't want to waste time and here we are wasting time. So what are we going to do? Waste a lot more time or, or get serious and then ground it and open. Toughest thing for guys is to just say it like it is, you know? Mm-hmm. Same thing with touch. I teach touch, t- I teach touch in a way where you're going to tell you're going to touch and you touch at the exact same time. Because nothing worse than the taking touch, you know, when guys try to get like, a little physical and they go, oh, wow, so you're from back east. Right. Ah, like, and they keep on, or, yeah. or that one, you know, <laughs> yeah. we had a, we had a party not too long ago and I should, nobody oh. understood they were with me. Sorry, nobody understood they were with me. So a lot of guys were kind of giving it a shot with them. And we looked back at the picture. It was hilarious. All guys <laughs> were just like telling stories and trying to pass the arm around. So much better to say, you know, you're adorable. I mean, I and then you touch at the same time and look at your hair and <laughs> tell you're going to say it, do it. And you do it at the same time. So yeah. you're putting a lot of doors. The, the wonderful like thing about the way <laughs> that you teach and what you teach is that you're very comfortable in who you are. Right. And you know exactly what you want for, for a lot of guys who, who are not at that place yet. And, and yes, they can come and do a boot camp with you for sure to learn how to express those things. But at the very starting point for men who are just like, I don't know how to express what I want. I don't know how to clearly communicate. I have a, a little exercise for guys to do. And this is actually what really helps me clearly communicate as well. We are blessed in a time where we can delay conversation through texting and through emails and we don't have to do it so immediately and be on our toes and ready for a conversation to come out of our mouth at the fly. So what I do is if I'm experiencing something that I want to say to somebody, I write it all down and I try and bullet point everything out. And then I go through what I've written out and try and find the driving points and not the emotional points that are in 
my belief system of what I want to express. Because I find when I give this exercise to some of my clients, what do you mean a driving point versus like, an emotional point? Like the clear like point. So for me, my intention way. was. I want to explore being with you. But I start writing about like, I call you three times a week and you don't respond to me twice. Like there, that's all the emotional fluff that's surrounding the real point that I'm trying to get to. So once you can identify those driving points or those points of intention of what you clearly want to communicate, then you separate those points you put them into bullet points. And if you need to, you can rehearse saying them out loud before you communicate them to somebody else. That's just for somebody like for me. <laughs> when, I know for you, you're just like, that sounds like bullshit, but you may have... No, not oh. at all. Uh, not at all. Yeah. It's a great exercise. I'm just wondering how many people are willing to put in that kind of time. Well, a lot of people actually. So yeah. the people who I work with are willing to put in that time and that's... Wait, are these paying clients though? Like yeah. these are people... Okay, that's... I'm... Sorry. Yeah. Oh, and that even, out of context. No, even people who don't pay me, I give yeah. away these exercises for free because I yeah. think they're really helpful. They're things that I've done for myself. I am a highly anxious. They are helpful, person. but <laughs> a lot of times those people don't want to see the truth. They yeah. like experiencing the emotional response to whatever's happening and they like putting that response on somebody else. On some, yes. So yes, I agree with you. Absolutely. But that's somebody who really is ready to take on the next step yeah. of learning about who they are yes. and accepting who they are and that they can't change change other people and they can't make other people do things and that other people don't do things to them. We respond to the way things happen. So I, I completely, it's a, it's a huge journey, but I think it's a great exercise. Yeah. No, I, not I, I, I at all. No, I, okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure. No, but I completely agree with you. But I, to get back to the guy that asked the question, um, I think that's the first thing that you should do. N number one, take all the signs and just say like, this is, you know, figure out if you want this situation or not. But if you do want to give this another chance, then it's time for you to clearly communicate what you want from this woman, what your intentions are. And you share those intentions in a clear, direct and confident, playful manner. And if she doesn't share the same desire or want, then you move on to the next person. Right. Right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Perfect. All right. Well, that's all the time that we have for this show, right? Well, we, we have five more oh, minutes. Oh, we do have five more minutes? Okay, never mind. I got caught up by the clock. Okay, so I have one more. This is a long one. Shit. Okay, we're going to go over a couple of these. Okay. Hey, girls and guests, I was getting a good match streak on Tinder and managed to get 28 matches. I sent all the girls unique messages and I try to base it on things in their profile, but none of them replied. Since you recommend that the guy always message first, I've been messaging... people didn't reply? Yeah, I've been messaging them oh. within minutes of matching with them to get my part out of the way. Would that be scaring them off? What is a decent amount of time to wait before sending the first message? Or is there a certain time of day that is good? If it's not me sending messages quickly, that's the issue. Maybe it's the content in these messages. Okay. So Highly likely. Like you'd be surprised. Okay. So then let me just... Does he share the messages? Yes. So awesome. let, okay. So all 28 messages. So here's one. How, um, it's on Tinder. How many handbags do you have? And then so... She, that's kind of insulting. She had loads of handbags in the background. That's insulting. Number one, that's insulting because it kind of, it's like, it makes her, it's insulting. I, I don't, well, it's just not warm and fuzzy. No. How many handbags? I mean, I don't want to get a hey. I don't want to just get that. Okay. You know, I, I realize that he's trying to relate something to like, so that he actually saw her picture, so that he actually read her profile type of thing. But yeah, I agree. Like, that's just straight up like, what? Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> not a better way it's to not use that observation in a warm and fuzzy way, as you said. When it comes to the handbags, mm -hmm. I hope you don't have as many guys as you do handbags. And that wouldn't be offensive? I don't know. I think that's more playful. Right. How many handbags do you have? It's kind of like, 
Oh, I forgot. Question mark, exclamation mark, question mark. That's, that that's insulting. That's and like you know what? Emojis. Money. And by the way, emojis do wonders. Oh, yeah. And it has a little What, what kind of emojis do we have? Sure. The thing is, like, I'm not sure. It says a square, but I don't know what that translates uh, into what uh, it was. In it. So anyway, you there want, was you some emotion. A, you want a playful opening message that's a little ball busty. Right. But with a fun, playful okay. feeling. So here's that his with next the, one. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Yeah. That with the exclamation point. Question, question mark. mark is like, how much money are you wasting on handbags? You, uh, it, it, you, you shallow bitch. Like that's, but if that's a laughing sweet. emoji after it, I, I would totally bite on that. I, I would bite on that. I if would, it was a laughing emoji, like a swear. crying laughing emoji, I would, I would like, I would, I would totally bite on that and be like, but okay. the crying, the crying I laughing emoji is him laughing at himself. Yeah, into. Okay. You, so you're saying if it had the emoji, I'm saying if there was a playful aspect of it, which it could have, we don't know. Cause we don't, can't read the emoji. Then I, I would have responded if I really liked the guy, if I was like, Oh, he's cute. Yeah. Which you meant you swiped. So you thought he was right. Cute. If, okay. if he had like a smiley, laughy emoji, that would be like him laughing at his own joke. And it's like, well, you didn't even say anything that's funny. It's someone being like a saying LOL after they said something <laughs> that wasn't funny. And it's like, you didn't say anything funny. Apparently I'm LOL? just super easy. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I do say you have to ask. If I swiped on you and you're reaching out to me right away, I'd be like, hey, I would start a conversation for sure. Okay. Not, not me. Okay, this is the next one. Red car, red jacket, red stripey shirt. Your favorite color is obviously blue. See, I think that's funny, but he's trying mm, too hard. He's trying, to, yeah. the he's trying wit, too hard. The wit isn't there. He's trying to be with She already swiped. And it's not there. She already swiped. And both yeah. of them are logical. And you don't <laughs> want to cre- uh, trigger the logic. You want to trigger the imagination. Yeah. Because the first one is a number. Uh, the answer would be a number. So instead, asking if you could get only one more back to your collection, what would it be? Now it yeah, triggers the imagination. I love the exercise you, you, <laughs> you suggested before. And a great exercise for guys is to go a little bit above average to go for those initial observations. But, you know, I, I, that's not that unique. She's got a lot of bags and a guy goes, oh, you got a lot of bags. So write <laughs> down like when, first when... thing that comes up. And then after that, ask, what is it that no other guy would know and witness? And last, most important is never talk about things you don't care about because right. it's again to please her. So the guy should ask himself, do I care about the bags? If not, he'd be better off saying, I'm not so much into bags, but that seemed to be a passion would, for you. And also, if he was really into bags, I would be questioning, like, are you gay? Like, why? I'm kind of yeah. confused. Like, are you super femmy? Like, what's so happening? So if he said, is that the new Kate Spade? Why, you guys were hardcore. <laughs> if I swiped right and they said hi, I'd be like, hi. And then we'd see yeah, where it went that's from the there. Thing. So a, simple, <laughs> a simple hi to me would do way more than, like, these forced lines. Yeah, yeah like, the forest is too much. Yeah. We have to wrap up. I'm so sorry, but those were fantastic questions and our answers. So thank you very much for, for being honest and everything. It was fantastic. Um, I want people to get in touch with you and to listen to your show and to go to your boot camps. So Miyoko, you go first. Please tell people. Oh, how the to show get- is Play With Me on Playboy Radio. It's really easy. You guys are already listening to it, but uh, you can go to at Ask Miyoko on any of the social media platforms and find me. And ask tons of sex questions. Yeah. So have an amazing- play with me. Just come yes. play with me. It doesn't matter. You can ask questions or just play. I love that. And Vince. Seductioncoaching.com. Seductioncoaching.com. Perfect. All right. Thanks, guys. Anybody who wants to send in questions and uh, be brutally overanalyzed by us and our guests, then write into ask at askwomenpodcast.com. You can download new episodes of our podcast every single week on Thursday. You guys are wonderful. Everybody here is wonderful. We will see you next week. Mm-hmm.